let's talk about sex. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, where we're shooting straight about sex and married life and love, issues within all above. (laughs) Yeah, trying to make them all work out. Because it is interesting because it's spring, and so things are warming up that typically... You know, it's associated with mating. Because, oh, you know, I know in my world, the birds and everything are flying around and all the male birds are bowing up, trying to get the attention of the woman and all that stuff. And it seems like, you know, that happens in the human species, too. <laughs> that even in married life, the men are trying to bow up and get the attention of their wife and the wife's trying to doll up and get the attention of her husband and you know it just seems like it's an ongoing thing doesn't matter the species sex is everywhere and unfortunately issues and trouble with sex is everywhere yeah because a lot of those females are not dolling up they're dodging that's true and and i don't know i i've noticed just it it seems to be kind of cyclical you know because obviously as a therapist i see a lot of the worst with, that comes in my office because people come when they're in really bad ways. That's that's when they finally reach out for help. And but it seems like man, there's a lot of real pain going on when it comes to marriage and married life and sex and just just all that that entails. And one of the things that comes to my mind is is thinking about this idea of how. It seems like we have these appointed roles, if you will, when it comes to sex. You know, it kind of starts at the very beginning of the relationship, I guess, of, okay, well, you're the high desires and I'm the low desire, so it's your responsibility to initiate. But all the while, the high desire is longing for the low desire to initiate or at the very least to be responsive to, to initiations. And when you get into it and then all of a sudden, you know, a, a, a default try – or move by men that are the high desire when things, when they get rejected enough is to just, well, I'll just stop initiating. And that will mean she'll have to, because obviously sex will still occur. And if I just stop, that void will be filled by her. Well, and a lot of times in those beginnings, I think the lower desire is masked by so much hormones and adrenaline of all that's new and exciting. So that's so many people write to us and say, we had sex all the time until blank. We got Mm -hmm. married, which is really sad. That's kind of contrary to how we even think. But, um, you know, in the beginning, there is that euphoria. So a lot of times there's shock that we don't know what happened to our sex drive. So, um, yeah, then they do think <laughs> laying off is going to suddenly light her back on fire. Right. Yeah. And it, it's that it's the devil's pact is really what it is. It's it's the whole idea of, OK, I'll stop. And that will mean she'll have to step up. But meanwhile, she's enjoying the no pressure. Yeah. And kind of getting used to that again, like, oh, man, this is nice. And then it comes a time where. She starts thinking, oh, wow, I have to initiate now because, especially if this has been kind of spoken, this plan, and, oh, I have to initiate now, and, but if I do it, I'm only doing it because 
he's expecting it to, and I don't want it, and I'm not going to do it unless I want it. And and then, so it's like they're get, feeling pressure by you not even initiating. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're aware of the energy that right. comes from you it's, that's irritable, and yeah, it's um, not a good plan. We had one of our listeners write about that. She's saying, I think I'm ruining my marriage because I'm just not into initiating. We'll hear from her, but it also makes me think of another listener who said, I tried that. It took two whole years, two years of no initiation attempts whatsoever, mm -hmm. no sex until they finally thought, okay, this isn't working. So, so let, let me ask you this, Gina, because maybe there's a difference. Maybe we got a little bit of a gender difference here. Yeah. On on the definition of the word initiate, mm. because it, it seems like if if you think about you know when I think about initiating sex, I think about how I initiate sex. You know, which is kind of I, I try to be very straightforward, upfront. Look, this is what I'm looking for, or it's a straightforward move. And, and I keep going until I'm told no, <laughs> you know. So it's either conversation or action. Yeah, or it could be, you know, one of the common ones, and I, you've, you've alluded to this too, is, well, you know, as you're heading back to bed, you know, we typically have to detour through the bathroom, brushing teeth, you know, getting ready for bed, all that kind of stuff where you kind of transition from awake world to sleep world. Well, while she's in there, in, while Pam would be in the bathroom, I would light candles and then get a fire going on the iPad app. So it uh, looks like a little fire going, which adds, cute. adds a little ambiance. And, and so when she comes out of the bathroom, it's very clear, Hey, this is what I'm interested in. And I know full well, she could walk over every candle and just blow them out and climb in bed and go to sleep. <laughs> you know? Oh and, man. Or she could be like me and just get completely lost in the shower. It's 20 minutes later and your poor husband is sound asleep and there's the candles and you think, Oh man, <laughs> yes, she should have been more aggressive. I feel so bad. Yeah. So, I mean, but so initiation, maybe that's, maybe there's a disconnect there because it seems like human nature is I look for what I want from my spouse in the manner in which I would do it more than right. I am aware of the manner in which they may actually be hinting at subtly suggesting, you know, full on not, you know, doing it in their own way. And so therefore I miss it. I think that could be true for some people, but not necessarily the ones who are writing because they're saying they're really feeling the pressure to, to initiate the way that their mate would. Don't you think? Right. But is it, I don't think it's beneficial to, uh, for me to initiate in the way my wife would want me to initiate. It's more because that's, that goes counter to what I think we counsel here at, at sexy marriage radio. It's more mm -hmm. living a full, authentic life that's you and harnessing all the energies that are involved in that make up you. That's what that's what brings about the best sex possible. Listen, that is what brings about the best life possible. Right. I mean, if you think about how people live lives and I love this, I got this from my friend Brendan Burchard, who says you can live caged or you can live comfortable or you can live fully charged. And and so most people in their life, they're living so caged and they're aching to kind of get to comfort. 
And we're saying step out of both of those and live charged. Live where you're living your life with passion and you are open and observant and curious and full of wonder and come at your mate from that place. Right. And so if you are living in a place where you're so caged by worrying about what your mate is thinking or about what other people are thinking of you all the time, you, you, your love life is going to feel caged and claustrophobic and and maybe you'll get all the way into comfort but rarely into a place where you're feeling really charged or like you say fully alive right because that's, so, that's the reflected sense of self which is always then contingent on others reactions of you and that's how you gauge your so that that's that whole oh i'm just going to do things the exact way she wants it well or he wants it but that some of that's to your own detriment because you, that's that moving target. Because there's no way you would know at, at a given moment what your spouse is looking for or wanting. Well, they maybe don't have a roadmap. They just see the next step. Let's just be together. Yeah. Let's connect. Because so, that, that's one of the things I think of that, that I've counseled a couple times and written on a couple of times is how do you initiate sex? You know, how do you initiate this part of you? Because that, that's obviously where our show is is focused and and again if you're new to sexy marriage radio welcome you you rock mm-hmm. thanks for joining us but it's also one of those that it's we don't we're not just talking about sex because how you do sex is how you live life mm-hmm. and then how you live life is how you'll do sex and so it's a language that's interwoven among all among us <laughs> so it's still how do you initiate the whole act of sex because it doesn't occur like the movies. You don't just at the end of the day fall into bed together and it just flows. You may have times <laughs> that that happens, but it's that's probably more the exception than the rule. Typically, one of you's got to get the other on board mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever to be interested. And so maybe the initiation Maybe maybe the best counsel we could provide is stop looking for the way you would do it and start looking for the way your spouse is possibly doing it. I'm telling you, these ones writing, their spouses are not doing it. Or these spouses that are d- distressed, they have no clue. So let's help that spouse. Let's help this girl who wrote and said, I think I'm ruining things because I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, of course, we're kind of annoyed with her situation because that was really... <laughs> if, her husband is if you're the mate who's leaving this all up to your spouse out of your own annoyance and hurt feelings in her case he said he just cannot help that he's a jerk if he doesn't get sex can't <laughs> right. help it that to me that's flat out manipulation <laughs> it is it's that really is exactly annoying. what that is because if at that point it's not my my guess is i, ha, I we don't have enough information to really know but at that point, my guess is it's just all about the release. I just need the chemical release. And, yeah. and it's magnified when I'm with my spouse, obviously. But you can still do that alone. Well, I don't. I, I kind of feel for them also because that was probably my husband for a lot of years since I had no desire. And he'd sure. say, gosh, you like me for my testosterone. <laughs> you have to understand that comes with my temper and it comes with my... Um, you know, strong emotion here. And he was very frustrated. So, um, well, here's, to, 
here's one thought that because I, I think of the discussion we've had because we you know we both emailed back and forth with with this listener, mm-hmm. and and she even makes the comment of you know there's times when I'm in my mind at work all day and I'm and I'm really interested I'm 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 getting a little jazz you know it's just under the surface, and I'm I'm raring to go you know I can't wait to get home, and then the day proceeds and by the time we finally get together I'm tired, or he's yeah. tired or. You walk in the door and it doesn't go the way you have it in mind and it derails it. And and how common is that? I mean, that yeah. that happens. Sure. Because you're raring to go and then traffic <laughs> happens. And then you turn on the news mistakenly and you hear some awful story. Of yeah, and get sucked on. in yeah, for an hour. And, and then, it, man, you, you've lost it. And so, one of that, again... To me, some of that is is reflected sense of self versus solid self, because it's it's some of this whole I can't wait, and you're really attaching it to some sort of an outcome or an expectation rather than living in. Okay, this is a part of me. I like this part of me. It can be brought about either both internally and externally. My spouse can help bring this about. So it, it maybe when you're getting those times during work and you're a little jazzed send some messages to your spouse to let them know as much. Mm-hmm. It's by default kind of putting a little more pressure on you to have to follow through. Because, but if you, if you start to create an alliance with each other as husband and wife, you realize things, you, you start having grace in your marriage in the sense that it's not always going to unfold the way you want. You know, it's one of those, I really want to keep going with this, but I lost it. And they're like, okay, well, then you both have to learn how to soothe those wounds. And it's not blame each other, but just realize this is just part of my own growth, part of my own developing a self. Yeah, and choosing to sort of build a wall around that intention and that space that you were in where you're feeling good about yourself, you're feeling good about your mate, and you're, you're looking forward to a connection. So something throws off your energy. You're just, you're sent, you know, talk about yourself and your spouse and your senses and dealing with stress and, and all the S's to great sex. Um, whatever thing threw off your energy, raise your awareness to that and, and pull it back in. So that's exactly right. We do not have to live at the whim of our moods and all this external stimulus. We if you're going to live just stimulus response, stimulus response, that's the caged animal. Yep. So if that's how you want to see yourself, then that's what you're going to live out. But if you want to see yourself as infinitely powerful and blessed and full of favor and, and like you said, in a marriage that's full of grace, that is a great river to, to flow in. So I think if you'll take the pressure off of yourself and just connect and, and bring yourself back around or... Yeah, I think there was times last week I had to say to Paul, okay, we we got to turn it off. You know, there's the whole Boston bombing and I had to have it on. You know, oh my gosh, they might catch the bomber right now. And, and pretty soon it's ours. And, mm-hmm. and so we were halfway watching our son's baseball game, which was also live. And I said, let's turn this, you know, if we're going to watch our son, let's really watch. Let's right. just, you know, be fully present. And so that same concept of when we choose to be fully present with each other or towards a goal or 
just as we cook dinner, eat dinner as a family, those different things, they play into how well you connect sensuously and erotically beyond doing so on a friendship level. And all of those pieces play together. Right. And, and it also goes a long way just to bring your spouse into where you are. You know, that's that idea of I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them know I'm jazzed while I'm at work. I'm going to let them know I'm interested. Then traffic is horrible and it all derails, let's say. So sure. you come in and you are just the furthest thing from wanting sex. You know, just like this whole, I don't even want you near me. Get away. So, you know, sometimes just the mere fact of owning that and just saying, look, I'm not there right now, but. Let me go get comfortable. Let me go take a shower. Let me go take care of myself a little bit mm-hmm. and, and see if I can't get back to a little more of an open state. And then you can take it the rest of the way, <laughs> you know, because I know you can help me get to the further, further along. Because that's that beauty of the collaborative alliance when it comes to just doing marriage and doing married life is I know when my wife gets stressed, you know, when, when Pam is stressed and just overloaded with work, there's little things I can do that are not sexual at all, mm-hmm. but it's me kind of catering to her. It's taking care of things. It's, I know what's important to her when she is gone for long chunks of time during tax seasons that she is, she has uh, guilty mom syndrome because mm-hmm. she's not as engaged with the kids as she wants to be. And so I know if, if I, I will step up and do additional things with them beyond just our normal routine. Uh, we'll make phone calls to her. We'll text back and forth with her. Little things that they don't normally do at 6 and 8, you know, because they don't, they don't have smartphones mm-hmm. yet. And it's going to be, if you're listening at any point, my kids, when you're 32, you can have one. Um, <laughs> but it's just, you know, so it's kind of I, I step up to do some of those things because I know her. And it's kind of that collaborative alliance to help each other in a sense when it's overwhelming. But at the same time, I also know she's strong enough and will speak up and say, hey, I got this. I'm, I'm taking off early. I'm here. I'll get the kids there or I'll do that. You know, and she'll take care of those things. So it's kind of and, and we've grown to that. It's nothing that's just oh, make the decision and it happens. It's, it's a trial and error to get there. Yeah. But all of that where you do things that you say are not sexual, but they're helpful, that's any gesture that says you matter to me is a romantic gesture. Absolutely. It lays the foundation for stuff that could occur down the road. Especially if you'll do it with that mindfulness. Like, wow, this is a great this is a great phase we're in. I love having kids that are six and eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right now I love yeah. having kids that are 20 and 18 and 14. Yeah. I love it. And so if you can take the dread out of it or the mundaneness out of it by being fully present and full of wonder, you'll stay in a much more lovable quickly to move to amorous kind of state. Right. And it comes down to feeling good. It, it does. That's kind of the flat line or baseline of it is, is how do you feel about yourself? Exactly. But then and it, your it, life. Yeah. And it's also then bringing in your spouse to the whole, okay, I know it, based on past experience, I know you can wake this part of me up if I already have set the alarm to get it started, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> you know, that, that you can take it the rest of the way. And that's where back to the beginning of our conversation of how do you initiate? 
one of the things that's changed in my married life is I was always frustrated because I'm the high desire spouse. And I was always frustrated that, that Pam didn't initiate the way I wanted her to. You know, because to me, I wanted her, especially pre-kids, when we could just walk around naked, you know, or whatever we wanted because it's just our house. It's just us. That's what I wanted. I wanted her to come out dressed with something very sexy, like one of my dress shirts or something, or with nothing. And that was a clear signal, but it wasn't always, it didn't always happen. (laughs) And then at the other, so then I started realizing, okay, she is initiating with her little flirty things that she does throughout the day. You know, she'll a little brush past me where she just kind of grabs my shoulder as she walks past. You know, those are all touches that may or may not be sexual. Sometimes they're pretty obvious sexual because they're just the way you get, you know, you know full well if you live with somebody, a sexual touch versus a non-sexual touch. But those are, the, those are her initiating. Those are her expressing interest. And one of the things that made a big difference is when we realized, okay, she brings the subject up and then hands the reins back to me to take it and run with it. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's different in different couples, especially your levels of expressiveness. You know, some of us are from very expressive temperaments. We're not hard to mistake. (laughs) (laughs) But um, some are much more introverted. It's also, it's it's opportunity for wonder, to to wonder and and be curious. and, And the bottom line is to live in a place where you do feel good. And that is your choice. Because if you're the mate who you hate life and you're, and then you're frustrated with your mate because they're not providing enough sexual release, you're not attractive. That energy that mm-hmm. comes from someone who's so bored and so angry and agitated and frustrated, and then they're mad because their sex life's not fulfilling. I know you think the problem <laughs> is really your sex life, but it's not. It is this vicious circle. Right. Yeah, and it's it's the it's so funny to think of the nuances of people that we have, you know this this whole well, I'm, you know we can so easily turn into something that's unattractive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because we we can become so emotional about things because it doesn't play the way we want it to, or it doesn't happen like I want, and and so the best thing you can learn to do is is take the hit and soothe yourself reframe what's going on meaning add a new meaning to right. it decide what that can mean that's right. not well, so negative it seems like maybe, maybe i'm wrong in this but it seems like sometimes as humans we think sex will happen by accident you know that it'll just occur when i i think because of our because of the human part of us that the pre, the the neocortex or the prefrontal lobe in our, in our brain that can make meaning out of things. Sex is not just for procreation. You know, it doesn't happen just because the female gets in heat and now all of a sudden she seeks out a male Mm -hmm. to keep the species going. Mm -hmm. It's more making meaning. So there has to be a certain sense of an intentionality associated with it from one or both members of the of the marriage so one of you has to have some intentionality and it it seems like we get into this trap of well if if she doesn't have the intentionality i do then i don't even want to do it because i'm going to get shot down 
well, okay, there, she's not going to have the intentionality, or he's not going to have the intentionality you are. That's, that's just common sense. So you still have to seek out what you want and see what happens. You know, that's we alluded to this in an early, early show of you treat your mate as if they're the most spontaneous, mm -hmm. adventurous, erotic person on the planet. That they've that they have said no, they have said yes to every one of your advances. You just kind of a, that's your default mode, and it's really hard to get in that state, especially if you've got a lot of wounds. Yeah. But if you if you can start to assume that, then you can continue to pursue. And the, it's a, it's their job to say no. And when you hear no, you refer back to rule number one of a treat your mate as if they're the most spontaneous, erotic, adventurous person that's never said no to any of your advances. And when you live there enough, it will shift the system. That is a big concept that if you will look at something, it will, you know, that's, I know we have readers say, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> we know it's not easy. No, it's not. But there's a lot of power in, like the saying says, when we view people as they are, they stay like they are. When we see them as they can become, they're able to rise up to that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're saying. Look to the best in them from the best in you and and believe that there's a key somewhere. Just because you haven't seen some kind of missing key to open their heart doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So there's... I'm convinced there's always a, a key well, to connection. And as you as you live more with the possibilities rather than the default diminished, you know, or detriment, mm -hmm. you become more attractive. Too, you know, it's that whole I'm I'm starting to exude confidence. This is you know we've we've had a couple emails in the history of of sexy marriage actually we've had a lot of emails but we there's mm -hmm. a couple that really stand out in my mind that have taken something we've talked about and really applied it and seen dramatic results you know great things happen and it just clicks and they're like oh i love that and it's that and one of the main things is that idea of reframing mm -hmm. what's going on between you and your spouse to create the possibilities of what could go on between you and your spouse. Yes. And remembering when things were going well, what was different? So there's always opportunity to, to grow and to one, you know, wonder, grow in your connection with each other. Yeah. Cause it's, it's an, it's an endless laboratory. If you, if you will. I mean, that's what married life is to me, that marriage is designed to help us be better humans. So our spouse really is there to help challenge our own shortcomings, faults, weaknesses, whatever, to, to be better, to, to confront those, to not blame them for it, but to own them and live up to it. I know in my house right now, we are big into the my kids are big into blaming each other. Well, he made me or she did this. And it's like that. I will light into them faster for that than anything. And there was, and there was one time that my, my son made me so proud because 
I was in the back of the house with a, with a conference call or a call late at night. They were supposed to be in bed, and I come out, and he's not in his bed. And I come around, and I don't see him. I come all, I make it all the way to the living room where my wife is, and I'm like, "Where's the boy?" She's like, "He should be in bed." I'm like, "No." So I walk back, and he's not in daughter's room, and he's not in his room, and I come around the corner again, and he's right there. And he had heard me coming, so he hid. Because <laughs> he had come out of his room to try to find crayons, because he was just coloring. Because he's six, and he and he straight up said, "I hid from you, Dad, because I was scared because I was out of my room." <laughs> and I said, "Son, okay, you need to go to bed." You know, and I just kind of let it at that. And then within two minutes, I went back in and said, "I'm very proud of you, boy, for owning up to your decisions." And that's the kind of foundation that I'm talking about with adult life. I think. That how often do we blame other things? Well, I don't get sex, so I'm a jerk. <laughs> really? It's that <laughs> linear of a causality in your world? I don't get this, therefore I'm that? No, 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 no. We are much more sophisticated as people than that. We, we have much more choice over who we are, what we do, who we become. And that's where the energy lies because that's what creates greatness in married life and greatness in sex. Yep. So get out of the cage, grow, stretch, connect with each other, and initiate something new. Oh, the novelty of new. <laughs> that brings a lot of things because that's new is uncomfortable for a lot of people. How do I do that? I, I'm scared. It's well, good. Do it. <laughs> See what happens. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Didn't say this at the beginning, but if you like what we do, hop on iTunes, leave us a review. I was just looking. We're almost at 100 reviews on iTunes. I love that. Let's oh, talk, let's thanks, talk, Let's everybody. get triple digits. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, make it great. <laughs> Take care.